welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. What's up, everybody? From Real Peoples and Real Talks. Wanderlust, life lessons from the road. So here's why you should listen. We went on a 5,000 mile road trip and we went through seven states. North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Utah, and Colorado. And we just want to share some life lessons with you and some life hacks from traveling that you can both apply to your next trip, but also apply to your life. But before we get started, let's read one listener review. The first thing I noticed was how Paul spoke with intention. I really enjoyed the informative approach and his ability to make listeners feel like they are in the room with him and his guests. I truly enjoyed this podcast. Thank you, Musical Choice, for leaving that review. But now, let's talk. We have eight life lessons for you today. Traveling is definitely one of our favorite forms of self-care. Um, and to be honest, baby, we really had planned to go to Vegas. But we was like, nah, let's do a trip where we can um, have fun, but also practice social distancing. And so I do want to let you guys know that we travel responsibly. I'm going to let Bay tell you about that. Yeah, so we had masks, gloves, disinfecting spray, disinfecting wipes. Um, anytime we went into a hotel, um, before we uh, brought our stuff in, we would go in with our mask on and with gloves on and with the disinfecting wipes and spray, and we would spray down everything. We would Lysol wipe everything, and then we would bring our stuff in and um, get comfortable, so to say. Um, we used masks whenever we were out at the restaurants, even if the cities or states didn't require it yet, because when we went up north, some of the states and cities didn't require you to wear masks, but we still had our mask on. We still had um, our gloves on if we were pumping gas and um, all of the COVID stuff that you're supposed to do. We did it. Life lesson number one, Southern hospitality is a myth. Going up north, we found out that the term Southern hospitality was a myth. We went up north and we met a lot of people who were just genuinely nice to us, that genuinely wanted us to, you know, be well. They wanted us to be safe. And they showed us that. Facts. Um, we were, I give you one example. We were up in Idaho and Boise, Boise, Idaho. And they were having a um, Black Lives Matter protest downtown that they scheduled with the mayor and the city. Every week they have one Tuesday at five o'clock. We learned all this from locals. And this particular Tuesday that we were down there, they had people from the other side, I guess you can say they they were all it was a lot of different type of people together. The um the, the one of the locals told us it was like Hell's Angels, it was like white supremacists, it was and and some other various groups that came around from the nation. So um those people came from out of the state, out of the city, just to 
protests, the Black Lives Matter protests. Now, us being Black individuals, we were downtown looking to get something to eat. But of course, everybody assumed we were there for the Black Lives Matter protests, which we knew nothing about. But we ended up stopping and talking to one of the locals there who was sitting, trying to make sure nobody, you know, messed up her salon or anything. And they really just genuinely wanted us to be safe. They, um, the mayor had already warned everybody that the people were coming from out of town and that um, they were up to no good and that the Black Lives Matter people, the protesters, they scheduled this every Tuesday. Like everybody in the city knows that on Tuesdays at five o'clock that they're going to have the Black Lives Matter protests out there. And so they said it's been peaceful and they've been doing it for four months. And so we were just out there trying to get something to eat, of course, not knowing. And these people really just wanted us to be safe because we were walking and they were just saying, you know, don't go on that side. Just keep, keep straight. You don't want to walk through that. You know, they were trying to warn us against it. And I can really tell that the lady really genuinely wanted us to, make it back to where we were making it safely. And so that is one of the many instances we had up north that made me say Southern hospitality is a myth. Now, maybe it started here in the South, which I can believe maybe it did. But now Southern hospitality, I wouldn't say we're not hospitality people, but I just think that there are really genuine people all over and they're not just Southern. Most definitely. We from the South, so we feel that Southern hospitality, but we just highlighting, we went up North, went up to the Midwest and we, there was some really nice people. And there's one of the guys, his name was Rob and we're um, in that Buffalo Wild Wings and he comes up to us and I'm not sure how to respond. Cause you know, we just had encountered, you know, protests going on. So he comes up to us and say, how are they treating you out there? And so I'm still not sure what his angle, um, angle was. So that, we're, we're treating okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm conservative, but I have a, a bent towards social justice. So he tells us his story about his upbringing and just a, just a great conversation with a random stranger, um, that, that just happened to be white and we're black. And, um, yeah, we just enjoyed the interaction. And then he went on about his business. He said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back out there and make sure my daughter is okay. And lo and behold, the waiter comes back over there and say, you know, they got us paid for your food. And I'm like, wow, that is, that is awesome. So, you know, we believe Southern hospitality is still there, but hospitality is everywhere where people have good hearts. So we put a post on Facebook and Instagram talk, asking our, our friends and our followers and our community, what are some lessons they've learned from from the road. So we're going to read one of the quotes uh, that we got from Instagram. And then from there, that really introduces um, some of the, the following life lessons. Caleb King, one of our Instagram followers said this on our post when we asked for life lessons from traveling. You don't have to plan every second of your trip. Some of the greatest memories I have made have been the ones in between plans whenever I'm just enjoying the trip and being present where I'm currently at. Making an effort to connect with the locals can go a long way. Relax and don't get stressed out. Remember that you are taking a vacation to get away from the hustle and bustle of life. No need to create unnecessary unnecessary anxiety or stress. Have fun. Caleb, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. 
I know. I wish I would have asked you that before we started traveling. So that lead us to life lesson number two. Stay flexible. Man, we got the Rapid City, South Dakota, and realized there was so much more there to do besides Mount Rushmore. So you know what? We was flexible, and we decided to book up, to book the hotel for another night. And then also being flexible, like fast forward to Idaho. So, you know, we drove our car a lot. We drove we drove the rental car a lot. And basically, one of the tires kept being low. We'll fill it up, it'll get low. Fill it up and get low, and it'll get low. So we're like, we took it up to, to Enterprise, and we was like, hey, we, we need a new tire, or we need a new vehicle, or something. So they didn't have any of, they didn't have anything available there at that location. So they sent us to the airport. We put it in the GPS. We go to the airport. We get there, no problems. They give us a, a upgraded car, and we go about our business. We go to the outlet mall, and we're just, you know, sitting there and just in the car, just planning what we're going to do next. Now, all of a sudden, we hear like this boom crack noise. And right then and there, the windshield just cracked and nothing hit it, but it just cracked. So we had to go back to the airport once again and tell them, like, I don't know if we stepped on a, a black cat or bad luck. I don't believe in that, but I just was, you know, having a conversation with him. And to make a long story short, they upgraded us to like an SUV, which worked well because we had a lot of souvenirs and we had accumulated a lot of stuff on the way. And so the life lesson there outside of saying flexible is sometimes something that may feel like a setback or or a painful situation. God will use it to upgrade you because we got upgraded from a small car to an SUV. So stay flexible. You got that right. Not only did they upgrade us to an SUV, they upgraded us to an infinity SUV. Now, I don't know if that's just God or what, because when I grow up, I want an infinity SUV. Now, I'm just saying, I think it was just God preparing me for my car in the future. Can I get a whoop whoop? Life lesson number three. Plan, but don't overplan. Now, let me just be real because this is real peoples and real talks. My husband used to be the over planner. He would plan the trip so much that it would be down to the hour just about. And if we went over that little hour, the whole plan was all messed up. And I had to let him know. I said, babe. We go on a lot of trips and we do a lot of things, but because we over planning, I'm not remembering every single thing we did. I'm, I can't take it in because we're doing so much at once. I can't remember it all. So what he did, he slowed down, he listened, and he planned with chances to be spontaneous. Now, when we go on a trip, We go, and if we see something we want to do, we stop, we do it, we get back in the car. No matter if it costs us two hours or three hours, we still do it because it's all about the memories you make with the person you are with or the people you're with because you just don't have to go with your significant other. You can go with your family. You can go with your friends. You can have a guy's trip or girl's trip. When I was growing up, my family took us to Disney World every other year. Highlight of my little childhood because one is Disney 
to its world. Okay. And now for me to share some dirty laundry about my wife. Now I'm just playing. Uh, now she's exactly right. And I can relate to those type A, um, those super planners that spontaneity and flexibility is so liberating. This is one of the most spontaneous trips that we ever, ever taken. Um, Cause we had to cancel our previous trip. We looked at the calendars like, man, if we don't travel now, my wife being a teacher, the next time that we're going to be able to travel again, would be closer to Thanksgiving. So literally we was like, all right, we're going to go in, we'll go on this trip. Uh, literally on this two week vacation, sometimes we will book the next hotel in the next state the night before or on the way there. And it was so liberating. Like it was kind of like nerve wracking too at the same time. So like a little adrenaline rush, but hear me out. And it's a life lesson. You don't have to have life all figured out in order for you to enjoy. And that's a word right there. Now to life lesson number four. And I got this from one of our Facebook friends, Brittany Bibbs. And she added this, get out of your comfort zone. And man, I just want to add like a quote from Ray Lewis. who said, before anything great is really achieved, your comfort zone must be disturbed. That is real. You got to get out of your comfort zone to know if you like other stuff. Because if I don't like potatoes, but I've never had a potato, can I say I really don't like potatoes? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you need to try try new things. And this could be related to your fitness journey. Like in order to see like true change in your body, you got to get out of your comfort zone so you don't hit a plateau. Um, or just in life period, man, I tell you, getting out of my comfort zone, out, out of um, the Magnolia State of Mississippi and moving to Houston, Texas, that was way out of my comfort zone. And I've grown so much. And this is another episode for another day. But side note here, nothing. I believe nothing grows you quicker then moving away from home and just starting from scratch. I had to grow up a lot, but travel wise, like getting out of your comfort zone. So I'm afraid of bears. Um, they're one of the animals that they can outrun you. They can swim, they can climb. And so I always wanted to see one, but in a safe way. So we went to um, bear country, USA, where you drive around uh, within this park or whatever, and you see just a lot of bears. And here we are. We didn't have like the smallest car, but the one, or two right above it and knowing that you know if this bear wanted to they really could get in this car but hands were sweating while i was driving but we had an extraordinary time got out of comfort zone went to the mcdonald farm and you know played with goats and with rabbits and horses and just had um an awesome time let me tell y'all he was getting out of his comfort zone but i'm not sure about me i watched bacon and hot dog which were pigs run around um chasing each other. I was racing. Oh yeah, they were racing. I watched them race and everything, but I stayed outside of the pens because I know my limits. I know if I get in the pen with goats and I got food, I'm gonna run around. And then they just gonna attack me for the food. So you gotta know your limits. Now get outside your comfort zone. But know your limits. I'm afraid of heights, except for roller coasters. I don't know how that uh, correlates or whatever, but I like, I love roller coasters. But when it comes down to like looking over a very high balcony or something, I can't do it. Getting close, I feel it in my stomach as it starts to drop. So get outside your comfort zone, but know. Your limits. Don't overdo it now. If you're not a parachuter, 
Don't go jumping. And before you go to the next one, baby, like the most fun that I had was at the places um, that I was like not too sure about going to. And it was like the, um, the Bear Country USA. So, yeah, man, this got a comfort zone where you can really grow. I agree. Life lesson five from Instagram, Sir Patrick. Choose your travel partner. Now, y'all know y'all don't have to travel with people y'all don't like, right? I just, I wanted to make sure we all were aware that, you know, you don't have to travel with people you don't want to travel with. You want to travel with somebody you're going to have fun with, that you vibe with, that you click with, because then it's going to make the trip so much better. Because if I'm vibing with somebody, if I click with this person, if I've been friends with this person for 10 plus years and we just know each other, we're going to have a good time. But if I go on a trip with somebody that I barely know and I'm not too sure about, your trip might not be that good. And you want to have a good trip. It's vacation for a reason. So on our trip, Paul knew somebody that got us the hotel hookup. Now, when I say the hotel hookup, I mean the hookup, okay? Whenever we got to the hotel, before we went in and started cleaning and stuff, when we, before we even opened the door, they had seals on the door to let you know, one, it's been sprayed down with Lysol, cleaned with Lysol, and they tell you everything that they cleaned, exactly everything that they cleaned. And there's a seal on the door that is not broken. So the only way the seal's going to get broken is if we go through the door. That's a word. That's a whole word out here. But know who you want to travel with. Don't just go out there all willy-nilly. You can do it. We're big boys and big girls. So thank you, Sir Patrick, for adding that. Um, so definitely choose your travel partners, not just as it relates to a road trip, but choose your travel partners in life. For example, like you need friends that's going to encourage you and challenge you to do better and be better. You need people in your life that will energize you and not just always, you know, drain. And there should be reciprocity um, in, in friendships and relationships. It should not be uh, one-sided. And so I said that to also let you guys know about a future episode, well, a couple of future episodes that's coming out. So we'll do a future episode. One will be about friendship goals. And we're going to talk about, you know, having the right friends in your corner, in your circle. Then we're going to do like a singleness panel. Because um, too often, especially in the church, whenever we hear the word relationships, we automatically assume marriage. But there's so many other um, relationships outside of marriage. Like you have your friends, you have your family, etc. So choose your travel partners in life well. Now, life lesson number six, ask for help. And in other words, related to the road trip, we ask the locals for some help. Right. So I guess as we go back to the comfort zone thing, this was one thing that was out of my comfort zone, but I just kind of did it. We were um, downtown Boise again, same situation that uh, we talked about earlier, um, but we... This is when we at first came down there and we were going to this French fry place because Idaho is known for their potatoes. So we were going to this French fry place that ended up being closed because of the um, protests that were happening. But we were just looking for some 
Idaho potatoes because we were like, we're in Idaho, we got to eat a potato. And so um, as we were down there, there was this guy and I don't remember his name, but um, the Lord knows exactly who he is. I'm sorry, I can't share it with y'all, but I don't remember. Um, (laughs) He was just kind of standing off to the side. He wasn't really in the mix of everything. He was just kind of watching. And I just turned to him and I said, sir, are you from here? And he was like, no, I'm not from here, but I've been living here for about 10 years or so. And I was like, well, do you know where we can get some potatoes from? And he was like, well... No, I don't, because I'm not really from the downtown area, but um, I heard there was a nice place um, right outside of here that you can go get some potatoes at. And we're like, cool, maybe we should go try that potato place out. And so that was most definitely out of my comfort zone, but I did it not because I wanted the potatoes, but because... I wanted to strike a conversation and that conversation led to more good conversation with the locals that were around. I mean, we started talking about Jesus and everything. So overall, I think it was a good combo. Yeah, that was a good conversation. And one thing we learned, like we're here in Texas and I thought Texas was the most like pro gun place ever. But y'all in Idaho, I mean, I don't know if it was just because it was a protest or what, but everybody was packing man and i'm not just talking about you know you know what you put on put on your waist but they was carrying the, the big guns you know <laughs> across their shoulder so it was crazy out there but a few more life lessons under the same point man um find a community life is better with people um maybe you can use this quarantine to reconnect with old friends and only reconnect with old friends if it's not a toxic you know situation and then lean into your relationships with your family lean into your relationships at church so life is better with other people then also find a mentor the locals here's a life lesson here's a nugget i'm about to drop the locals had experience about what we wanted to do so we asked them as it is with a mentor in life you need to find somebody who is where you want to be in life and pick their brains, build a relationship with them and see what they had to do so they can get where they are now. I agree. Find you a mentor and don't go back to unhealthy relationships. No entanglements. Life lesson number seven, constant refuel and maintenance. Because we were unfamiliar with the places we were going, this was the first time that we were going into these states and in these cities. Anytime we saw a gas station, if it, you know, had a bunch of lights and it looked like it was a nice clean gas station, we stopped, we fueled up. If we needed ice, we put ice in the cooler. If we need to use the restroom, we use the restroom with our COVID precautions our mask and our gloves and all that good stuff and we just made sure that we had everything we need just in case you know that tire that we had if it would have went flat or something we made sure that we had everything that we need we even had like a car repair kit and stuff in the car that we always bring when we're traveling and so make sure that you always got gas because you don't want to run out I mean, it's a different story when you, you know, driving around in your city and maybe you got two miles to empty because I know some of us do that, me included. 
you got two miles to empty and you didn't pass the gas station like 12 times, but you know that you're going to make it to the gas station, don't do that on a road trip. Make sure you got fuel and make sure you got stuff in your car to make it safely to your destination. Exactly right. Some people be knowing their car on E and still try to go around. But the life lesson here, sometimes we do our bodies like that. We let our body just get all the way on E before we think, oh, we need to do some self-care. So the life lesson here is don't wait until you're completely burnt out and completely depleted before you start taking care of yourself. For example, this Friday, and this is just uh, another form of self-care for me, I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to eat out, get my Chick-fil-A um, breakfast, well, mid-morning because I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to do some cleaning and some decluttering. That's one thing that I found uh, that's very um, settling for me. And I want to do some walking. I need to get my 10,000 steps in, in that day. And so really this life lesson number seven is to really take care of yourself. As like 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 my baby, like like my wife says, like every time we saw a gas station, uh, we, we filled up because we didn't know what the next one is. So a few life hacks just before we list the last life lesson. And this is particularly rated. Um, this is particularly related to the road trip. A lot of a lot of stuff we didn't have to pay for. Like our rental was, I guess, quote unquote free because we had accumulated some chase points with our chase credit cards. And so they paid for the rental. They paid for some of the hotels. But use credit wisely. And we're going to talk about finances real soon. And then also just take advantage of the moment. Like I turned the car, you can turn your car to a university. I mean, you can listen to podcasts, of course, real people, real talk. You can listen to YouTube, uh, different things that you want to explore. Um, you can turn your car into a party. Hey, was playing some cool songs and just jamming it along the way. Or you can turn your car into a sanctuary, play some worship music and pray along the way. There's a few things to make. Um, so just a few things to make the road trip a little bit sweeter. So before I give you the last life lesson, let's do a recap, honey. Number one, Southern hospitality is a myth. There are nice people everywhere. It's all about the heart. Life lesson number two, stay flexible. Plan, but don't over plan. Get out of your comfort zone. Choose your travel partner well. Ask for help. Refuel constantly. Hashtag self-care. And life lesson number eight is to enjoy the journey. This journey of life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Enjoy every moment. Live in the moment. Be present with where you are. Um, have fun. And this life lesson, I, I got to drop on you. Don't postpone your joy. Don't say, you know what, I'm going to be happy when the weekend hits. I'm going to be happy when I go on vacation. I'm going to be happy when I get the job. I'm going to be happy when I get the girl or get the guy. I'm going to be happy when I graduate. Or what we're all going through right now, I'm going to be happy when COVID is over. We don't know how long this is going to going to last. So I just want to, hey, if you don't take anything else, take this away. Do not postpone your joy. Be happy and be joyous now. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 and 31, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So, I mean, we, you know, we enjoyed life. We enjoyed our vacation and we did it for the glory of God. Like one quick thing that we did at, at different restaurants we would eat at before we would bless our food. We just asked our waiter, hey, how can how can we pray for you? And man, one time the dude just sat down and he was telling us about his his grandpa. Um, I don't know if you want me to say his name on, on the air, but it was in, it was in Sioux Falls, man. Very nice guy. If you listen to this, 
Uh, God bless you, brother. And so, yeah, this had, we just had a wonderful time. So last thing, um, next week, we're going to have an awesome conversation. Uh, me and Pastor David Marvin, he's one of the pastors at Watermark Church. He oversees the porch. And the porch is a ministry that literally reaches thousands of young adults as pre-COVID. They would gather for worship and the word on Tuesday nights by the thousands. So I'm super excited about that conversation. So we're going to talk about leadership, uh, ministry, uh, marriage, um, advice to young adults and just how to improve race relations in the body of Christ and in America. So it was a very interesting conversation. So tune in. If this is your first time listening, I encourage you to start with episode one and binge on all this great content. It's like binge watching your favorite Netflix show, except this helps you. Netflix. It's debatable. Thank you so much and God bless. And we out.